Welcome to Blooming, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings, navigating how to grow up. I'm Tessa. And I'm Britt. And we'll be your co-hosts. All right, team, you know the drill. This week, we will be giving you our adulting wins and fails from the week, some bomb adulting 101 resources, and we will be joined by a very special guest who will be talking to us about growing up with psoriasis and how she is sharing her journey to help others living with this chronic condition feel seen. We also discuss the disorientation of coming out of a long-term relationship in your mid-20s and adapting to the single life. But first, <laughs> Tessa, I think you need to fess up. Have you tackled that mountain of hand washing since our last episode? Look, I'm not going <laughs> to... Oh my god! This doesn't sound promising. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's not all done, right? But I have started chipping away at it. So that still counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I do promise I'll like keep tackling it but like one foul that did come from this like hand washing situation is I had it drying on the washing line which is back up and running in case you're wondering and I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of pouring rain and so all of my hand washing that was like drying on the line got drenched and I don't know is that just like counted as an extra rinse do mm. I have to, or do I have to rewash them like uh, I'm such I a rookie don't I don't know like I think uh, my clothes do smell a bit musty if like they've got wet by the rain and then I try and put them away. Because so. I was like trying to decide, I was like, oh, should I run up and get them? But I was like, had no idea how long it had been raining at that point. And I was yeah. like, it's too late. It's <laughs> just whatever. It's done. I'll just try again this week. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Okay, apart from hand washing, what else happened this week? Well, this is my birthday week. It was my birthday on Monday, so I am officially... The ripe old age of ripe. twenty of twenty something. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm the ripe old age of twenty six. <laughs> oh, I don't like saying that. <laughs> um, but something of note that I learnt on TikTok and really rubbed salt into the wound was apparently that the cry smile face emoji isn't used by the kids these days. You know that what? like cry laugh face emoji? Yeah. It's been like not cancelled, but it's like no longer a thing. And you apparently are like called old if you use it they use the skeleton head emoji instead to be like dead like dead oh from laughter oh my god and i was like cool i <laughs> am so old this i've is... never seen that so clearly i'm old as well well yeah i was like okay great i was already feeling like a little vulnerable <laughs> that i've just turned 26 and i'm officially like closer to 30 than i am 20 <laughs> and now i find this out but yeah look Festival of Tessa has begun. My birthday is always a vibe. I am so excited for all the like little events I have planned for the month of February. It's going to be it's going to be a good for one. For the whole month of February. Yeah, my birthday is a month long event. It's oh called gosh. the Festival of Tessa for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so keen. But how about yours? What what are the highlights from your week? Yeah, on um, my week. I'm trying to like think about what happened this I know, week. Every week you I like know you're gonna ask me this and I can never remember what I've actually done. Yeah, I need to pay more attention. I think we just yeah, we laid pretty low this week. Um, you know, we get to the weekend we're a bit just like splat need to like <laughs> revive ourselves over the weekend so one thing on friday we we took nala to dog park and we're walking home i was on my way to my glass of wine and cheese platter <laughs> which is my little friday ritual what a vibe yeah and we found this saint bernard roaming the streets they are such beautiful dogs yeah they are but big like, they are they're big boys such a big boy um 
And yeah, I wasn't really expecting to need to find his home on a Friday afternoon. And it's like the lottery walking around trying to work out what house he belonged in. Just like hoping he sees one he recognises yeah. and run into. Well, he didn't have a tag or anything. So we eventually spoke to a distant neighbour up the street who luckily recognised him and told us where he lived and took him home. So it was only a minor detour and they still had time for my cheese platter and Merlot. I feel like you did the right thing though. I always stop when I see lost pups yeah. because I'm like, I don't want them to get hit by a car. No. Or, and they're loved by someone. And I so. would want someone to do that if like they found Nala exactly. if she escaped. But yeah, okay. So another thing that I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if any listeners can relate to this, but I mean, Tessa and I, we often like call each other when we're driving in between jobs or on our way to recording. And this has happened a few times, but we finished the conversation <laughs> because we're are driving and you know we're not gonna touch the phone so no, we kind of we just, are rule followers yeah, here yeah and we just wait for the other person <laughs> to hang up but neither of us are actually gonna hang up so obviously like we're just sitting there kind of in silence for a few <laughs> seconds and I'm always like oh it's happened again <laughs> like neither of us say anything we're just like waiting but it's like this extended pause well look I'd just like to know what's going on in the background of your life obviously <laughs> Just be there with you, but not talking. We're in comfortable silence. Okay? Yeah, we've well, reached that point in our friendship. It's comfortable silence. <laughs> well, yeah, like I have a, an older car, so the the thing is, I can't actually hang up with the Bluetooth like end call button. It doesn't work. So there's no way of me hanging up the call unless I touch my phone. So what's your excuse? I'm gonna say my car doesn't even have a Bluetooth <laughs> thing for my phone. So I like answer through my watch usually yeah. or like like yeah if I'm calling you I use Siri and then I just yeah don't I can't like really hang up because it's too <laughs> awkward and I don't want to like yeah break the law but I do this with my my mum all the time too yeah. and I always have to be like mum hang up because I'm driving you have to hang up and she doesn't and I'm like sitting there and I'm in her handbag and I'm hearing <laughs> what what's she going do? on does she just put it into the handbag <laughs> she just puts it into a oh. handbag and then I hear like what she's talking to her dad about or whatever and I've like found out way more information than I've needed to know before oh my because I'm just like listening to their conversation <laughs> That's so funny well but, yeah, yeah I'd love to know if this happens to anyone else because I feel like it's just such a funny situation. It's to just be in. old car things, yeah. right? All right, now it is time for our blooming adult and wins <laughs> and fails from the week. That sounded so <laughs> good. Like country, country bumpkin. <laughs> We are so excited to read out an adulting win from our blooming community. All my motherly nagging has paid off. Yes, woo. Thanks for sending in your win, Maddie. Fair warning, Maddie is a nurse and so her story does have a bit of a sad intro to it. But she DM'd us saying, I have a small adulting win this week. At work, I have a 28-year-old patient whose disease spread to his spine and he woke up a paraplegic last week. He is an avid runner and has done many marathons and had even been on a long run the day before he woke up a paraplegic. The way he lights up talking about running inspired me to finally tick off a half marathon as my New Year's resolution as it has been my resolution for the last two years and I have never done it. When I told him this, he asked me to run the half marathon this year for him. This week is my first week of training and I ran a five kilometre and a seven kilometre run after not running for God knows how long. I know that's not far in comparison to the 21 kilometres, but it's a small win for me. 
Okay, Maddie, I yeah. feel like running 7K after not running for ages is still a huge achievement. It's huge. And I also think like it's like for such a sweet reason. Like it's so sad yeah. for her patient. But like Amazing work. We are so proud. I myself go in and out of running phases and I know how hard it is to get back into running. So I hope your legs are recovering this week. And thank you so much for sharing with the Blooming community. Yeah, and I, she said it was a small win, but that's a big win in bite books, especially compared to my adulting this <laughs> <laughs> okay well go on Fessa. okay well to be fair it's a win my adulting win is simply that i made it another lap around the sun it's officially the festival of tessa as i mentioned in the intro and <laughs> has I'm... anyone not clicked on to the fact that she loves her birthday <laughs> well i'm just proud to say that i've made it fairly unscathed to the age of 26 unscathed is that how you say that yeah, yeah. unscathed to the age of 26 so yeah lol does that count as a win <laughs> I mean, a little bit. (laughs) Well, yeah, I made it through another year. Why not? Yes, Yes. of course. Thank you. It's my birthday, so I can do what I want. (laughs) There's no saying no to Tessa (laughs) during the festival of Tessa. Well, yeah, it's also kind of terrifying, though, because I feel like not being able to adult isn't so cute anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I couldn't get away with a little bit more when I was in my younger 20s because it's kind of, yeah, like, oh, she's just learning. Whereas now I'm like... Uh, it's not so much cute, more of an eek, but anyway, here we are. <laughs> but anyway, now that I've gone a bit rogue, how about you? What was what was yours this week? Okay, so this win is kind of the win of one of my friends, but I'm now on the bandwagon as well, so I'm going to take part ownership slash share it with our Blooming community just in case it can give anyone else a little win. Shout out to Alice, who my friend is always on top of the quality yet economical skincare products. Alice shared in our group chat this week this um, gradual face bronzing product from St. Tropez. It's called Self Tan Purity Bronzing Water Face Mist. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I feel like there are a few out there. So this one's vegan, cruelty-free and non-comedogenic. No. Wait, non-comedogenic. Yeah, that's the one. Um, (laughs) It means it doesn't clog your pores. Yes. Yeah. And it's, which I love, obviously, like no, no cruelty to the animals and vegan. Um, and it's suited to normal, oily, combo, dry and sensitive skin types, which is like pretty good, right? Yeah, taking all the boxes. Mm. Um, it was 40% off at Priceline and I believe it was also on sale at Woolies. But yeah, almost half price is a big win for my poor little bank account. And so I've tried a few face bronzing, tanning products before, like, um, the face tan drops and whatnot and they always end up looking really like blotchy or like a little orangey on my skin tone um, but this one has been so good and like I mean apart from winning in the price it also means I save time in the morning because I don't even have to wear like makeup every day um, I mean I was only really using skin uh, sunscreen and BB cream before but now I can just leave the BB cream out because of the subtle bronzy glow hiding my blemishes and you know uneven skin tone so yeah I've been leaving for work a little bit more confident and I get to sleep in for a few more minutes because I have reduced my time in getting ready yeah and I also like it's not very dark it's just like a really subtle kind of glow which just looks like you've been in the sun yeah so yes that is my little win this week good win This week, we are talking to Gabby Merles, founder of the psoriasis-based Instagram page at Flaky. Gabby uses Flaky to show that real skin is in and shares her journey taking on psoriasis one flare-up at a time. And as she says, it's okay to be a little flaky. Gabby has also recently come out of a long-term relationship, which she was in for the first half of her 20s. 
In this chat, we not only discuss Gabby's path to embracing psoriasis, but the challenges of finding your single identity in your mid-20s and working on a relationship with yourself. We love chatting with Gabby and can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on. This is super exciting. Yay. We are so excited to have you here today. So Gabby and I have been friends since grade 11, but really solidified our friendship in our 20s. And it's been such a pleasure growing up with you and navigating our 20s together. I can't wait for all our blooming listeners to hear your story. So we usually start every conversation with our guests with their adulting win or adulting fail, but Gabby has requested to go rogue this week and share her answer at the end of the chat. Just a little bit of clickbait for you all, so you have to stay tuned until the very end. Well played, Gabby. (laughs) Suspense. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start by talking about your psoriasis journey. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give us a brief background into your psoriasis, how and when you were first diagnosed? Yeah, of course. So psoriasis is an autoimmune disease, which essentially attacks the immune system in your body. And there's actually no cure for psoriasis. So it's a chronic illness. Um, Essentially, what happens is my immune system is in overdrive. So it essentially tells my skin that it needs to reproduce the skin cells at a higher rate. So say everyone sheds their skin about 20 times a day, just naturally. I shed it at like 100. Oh my gosh. So that's essentially what psoriasis is, actually just skin. Um, But the way it comes out is, you know, in red sort of angry patches. Sometimes it can be really flaky. (laughs) (laughs) We see what you did there. Yeah. Um, And yeah, you essentially have it for your whole life. So you try and treat the symptoms um, and not the cure. This is a side note. Do people actually shed their skin 20 times a day? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like 20 exactly, but it's around that. Oh for sure. my gosh. Yeah. I'm imagining like humans walking out of like, a, you know, like a snake skin. Like a basilisk. <laughs> I keep, no, you know what I picture is at the end of Harry Potter when, okay, <laughs> spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't seen Harry Potter, get with it if you haven't. But um, when Voldemort, <laughs> when Voldemort like starts shedding oh, and yeah. just like flakes, <laughs> flakes away. away. Oh. Joe and I should really just add that in and spend some content. <laughs> Okay, so sorry about that tangent, but for our listeners that might not be familiar with psoriasis, um, can you explain explain a little bit more about what it looks like and where you kind of get your flare-ups? Yeah, of course. So I first got my flare-up when I was 15 and just a little backtrack to that. So there's two types of psoriasis. So there's guttate psoriasis and plaque psoriasis. And which one do you have? I have both actually. Oh, yes. is that common? I think so. So guttate is known as teardrop psoriasis and that essentially is little flecks all over your body. And that's more for me in conjunction with a flare up. And then plaque psoriasis is sort of the bigger patches that you see that I have on my body pretty much all the time. So I have plaque psoriasis on my elbows and knees, but maybe I get guttate maybe on my face, my back, my stomach and my legs and arms. Mm -hmm. So just little flecks. So, um, a flare up and what it looks like is sort of red patches. Mine more looks like angry red. Some look quite pale. Some just look like silver almost because mm-hmm. it's just skin. And um, it can flake, it can be itchy or it can feel like sunburn. Mm. Okay, so being a chronic condition, so one like that you mentioned, one that doesn't have a cure, how do you come to terms with being diagnosed at such a young age? Like you said you were 15. So yeah, like that's a really good question and nobody's really asked me that before. So um, I think it was really hard at first for me because even just in this day and age, you know, a rash pops up or 
um, you know, maybe you get some pimples or just you hurt yourself and you go to the doctor and they can usually fix it straight away. And for me, when I was 15, I just went, oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, first go to the doctor and then go to the dermatologist when they referred me on and it'll be gone. Happy days. And so when I sat down and they said, oh, no, this is probably going to be there for the rest of your life. It's never going to go away. And I didn't even really know what psoriasis was. There wasn't a conversation about it. I'm the only one in my family and in my extended family who has it, mm. which is really odd because it's meant to, you know, be passed down. Yeah, like mm. genetic. It's meant to be genetic, exactly. And I'm the only really one in my close friendship group and even in my school, in my grade, I was the only one. So it wasn't like, you know, to me, I'm not trying to belittle people with acne or anything. That's terrible. But for me, you know, you could look at someone and go, oh, they're just blooming and (laughs) and you know but psoriasis there was this whole element of what the hell is on your skin um and it was hard because it's that educational piece too and you know kids are young well like when the people around you were younger they wouldn't have known what it was and they wouldn't have known what to say totally and I remember you know going to parties because when you're 15 you sort of start like hanging out with boys more and sort of finding your own you know identity you're sort of I was going through puberty so you know, it was really hard having these patches on your skin. Um, and we are in obviously in Australia, so you don't really cover it up that much, your elbows and your knees and your it's legs. It's hot in summer, yeah. You don't yeah. want to be in long, heavy clothes. Yeah, Did so you feel I, like you had to, though, cover yeah, it Yeah, I wore, like, jumpers to school in summer and oh. was just sweltering because I just didn't want to show my elbows. But that was because... I had maybe some friends at school at the time that didn't want to share their clothes with me because they thought they'd get psoriasis. Oh, that's so sad. But I'm like, it's not even contagious. Yeah. Like, so mm. one of those, and, you know, I'd go to parties and the boys would always make jokes about me being on my knees because my knees were oh. red. Like, just oh. crap like that. But, like, you're 15. Like, yeah. they didn't know better. I Kids are mean. so savage. Yeah. 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 Like, looking back, I should have been like, hang on a second. <laughs> Everyone take a pamphlet. But, like, you know, like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't. Here's something I prepared earlier. <laughs> yeah. I know where this is heading. <laughs> check, check, your, check your inbox. Um, no, but that's the thing. So I think navigating that at such a young age was really hard. But it also, if I was to look back, it would sort of be such, maybe made me grow up a little bit more in terms of who I, you know, my circle around yeah. me. And because I'm saying, you know, all this stuff, but I also on the flip side had some really supportive friends and my family was really supportive about it too. So yeah, it was it was hard, but also I can appreciate it now. Yeah. So what is the treatment like? So like when you have a flare up, what's your kind of routine? And, you know, have the treatments changed a lot since you were younger and first diagnosed? Yeah, they have. So the treatment for me is a three pronged approach, I'd say. So a lot of it has to do with diet. Um, so I'm on a no dairy at all, no sugar try to be and no wheat as well and then just lots of anti-inflammatory fatty foods you know turmeric coconut oil uh, avocado lots of leafy greens I'm on b12 iron zinc blackstrap molasses that helps the iron Um, I have celery juice and I try and have camel milk which is really great for your microbiome and then I take like a chai healing clay which is a gut detox because a lot of the time it's kind of how inflammatory your gut is and then it sort of brings it out on your skin so it's all about sort of healing the gut from the inside out it's super sensitive when I eat so I try and make it sort of like the healthiest version I can but then in saying that 
you know, if I go out on a big weekend. Yeah, I was about to say social occasions. Yeah. Like, and especially in your 20s, there are so many of yeah. them. I know. And my gut is super sensitive. So, you know, if I have a big weekend, um, you know, had a few drinks, probably, you know, the Monday or Tuesday, I just know I'm going to get a flare up. Yeah. And I kind of just sign that. Yeah, you know, sign that doc before I start drinking on the Friday. <laughs> like I know it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and how long do those flare-ups last for? Usually, it's too long. It's it's really funny. I think your body is so clue in to what's happening, especially my psoriasis. So I can honestly feel when the flare-up goes down on you know a Tuesday night to mm-hmm. Wednesday morning that I've now passed all the toxins out of my body wow. yeah. you like i'm finally not hung over anymore <laughs> <laughs> my best self um yeah so on one of your recent posts in december you mentioned having flare-ups over the christmas break and you know jokingly blamed all the aperol spritz have you found that being in your 20s and maybe going out more and drinking more has been a challenge in controlling those flare-ups yeah for sure i think it hasn't been as bad, but in the last two years, it's gotten a lot worse. And maybe it's just because I'm getting older um, and your body is probably changing or starting to, you know, not, you know, the hangovers are getting worse. So maybe the toxins are getting... <laughs> yes, they are. You, you know what I mean? So maybe the toxins are taking longer to leave. But I think it's an accumulation of alcohol in your body is obviously bad for your gut and your liver. Um, and then the lack of sleep that kind of comes with Mm -hmm. a big night as well and then just the even like the mental toll it takes on then having one day to get better and then you're back at work needing to be you know 100 percent. i feel like that was just the definition of adulting in your 20s (laughs) (laughs) cut (laughs) she solved it i'm done here (laughs) drop the mic blooming is no longer a thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so, so it has gotten a lot worse but it's sort of like chicken or the egg really mm. so it's like do I miss out on stuff or I mean I could probably just stop drinking and maybe <laughs> I just need to look <laughs> in the mirror as well like, a little bit girls just want to have fun yeah. <laughs> okay so circling back to treatments you yeah. said it was like a three-pronged approach so yeah, I think yeah. you talked about like gut diet yeah yeah um so then the, the other ones are topical ointments and creams so there's a plethora of creams you can get at the pharmacy that sort of tackles psoriasis eczema um, dermatitis sort of all in one or you can go and get a script for some stronger ones so I'm on interstellar therapy foam which is essentially a strong steroid cortisone cream and it suppresses my immune system so mm. I put it on where I get the um, plaque psoriasis or just any patches and like I said it's the slows down the reproducing of skin cells so it's really effective but it's also not great for your immune system yeah, too right. because and you're yeah. saying like your immune system being right down causes more flakes so it's like just a loop wouldn't it be you'd just be circling yeah it's sort of like a constant battle because I'm so about healing my immune system but almost so much that I think I'm in an imbalance that it works in overdrive Mm -hmm. so then the uh, therapy foam suppresses the immune system so it's a constant sort of rubber band approach where you just need to let it like a tug of war tug of war exactly so um, yeah so that's the second one and then the third approach is just your mental health and your mind so stress and anxiety are a huge um, trigger for psoriasis Mm. Um, and so I've just done a lot of work in you know being able just to listen to a few podcasts and taking a minute to relax and trying to think of a different viewpoint when I am flaring up and that's taken a really long time but um, 
yeah, that was sort of the, I guess, how I treat my psoriasis. And it's really interesting. I remember talking to a dermatologist and they said to me, your stress gene and the nerve, so to speak, grows directly above your gut. So right. if your gut is in stress, and you know when you hear that gut-wrenching feeling, if maybe your anxiety mm-hmm. is, you know, you something. You can feel like a bit nauseous yeah, or exactly, don't want to eat. Something's happened, a disturbance, and you just feel your stomach like you've drops. Been, yeah, you've yeah. been punched in the stomach. So that's literally because it's sending a signal to your brain but it's so close yeah. to yeah. Oh they say that like you're so interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They like say what like your gut is your second brain. It's the second brain exactly, yeah. and that's what I think as well. So it sort of all comes together. So I can keep my psoriasis at bay if I'm sort of doing all those three approaches. Mm. But that um, would be exhausting, like maintaining all of that, right? Yeah, and I think it's you get stressed because I can't maintain it. Yeah, and like, I'm like oh, oh I'm, I'm not doing my routine. Yeah, one of the prongs, and yeah. then like going back to there, and then I'm like, oh god, so. Yeah. But like a vicious cycle. And so also is everyone's um, psoriasis like a little bit different? So like what works for you might be like slightly different from someone else. And it looks completely different too. A lot of the time it mirrors, which is what I have. So say if I have one patch on my knee, I'll usually get the plaque one on my other knee. So it's like a full mirror approach. But, you know, just from flaky and looking at different profiles, people are completely different. Um, People have more plaque or more... Um, gut aid and vice versa and so or some people are quite similar to me but yeah yeah okay so you've told us a bit about how it was having psoriasis as a teenager mm-hmm. what is it like now like how has your mindset about your psoriasis changed over the years and throughout your 20s because it's like over 10 years now since mm. you were first diagnosed yeah so it's a lot better I think my general mindset I've definitely come to terms with having it and just knowing it's part of my identity I guess you could Mm -hmm. say um it definitely still shapes my life though like I've had a flare-up just recently and you know I still had a bit of a cry about it and was really frustrated yeah so it's not something that has had this you know now I'm oh I'm so happy that I have it or anything like that I think I've definitely just been able to surround myself with people who you know I'm don't feel scared to show them or um you know, I can talk about it and I'm definitely a lot more vocal about it too. Mm. And I think that's more just because of the 10 years has been such more of an understanding of probably skin diseases and illnesses and chronic illness in general and um, a lot more acceptance of people's differences. So that's been a really amazing thing. You know, mm. I think when I first got it, Instagram wasn't even, even a, a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. So and like, look at us now. So yeah. um, that's definitely changed too. So it doesn't rule my life as much, but it's definitely something that I just have accepted as part of who I am. Yeah. And I feel like sitting across from us today, like you come across as a very confident like person <laughs> and like it's so good to see considering, you know, in your teenage years, you did have like a bit of a knock to your self-confidence with what mm. savage things people were saying. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you're Thanks. not covering yourself up anymore and things yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. And so... I'm also just going to go back to the how treatments have changed. Mm-hmm. Have that three-pronged approach that mm. you talked about, yeah. is that what you've done consistently since you were 15 or have you like learnt more about mm. your flakes and it's developed and you Not trial yet. and error? and Not at all. So when I first found out, they wanted to put me on chemotherapy because that was Whoa. the only – yeah, that was the only solution at that time. Oh. Yeah. Well, that – well, no, I don't say that. So that was – there was a lot of creams but then they also were like – 
this is the only way because chemotherapy suppresses your immune system. So, yeah, wow. But then obviously you're then so susceptible for a lot of other illnesses because yeah. you have no immune system. Mm-hmm. So for me, <laughs> I was just like, no, thanks. At 15, yeah. it's a no from me. Yeah, so that's... Surely there's another path we could take. But that's it. So I think it's like there's like a Western medicine and then I think more of like a Chinese medicine approach, whereas... Western medicine was like, these are the tablets and, you know, let's treat the symptoms and the Chinese sort of style of it is to treat the cause. So for me, it was, okay, I've gotten this information from this dermatologist of the extreme. And then I went to a naturopath and they gave me, you know, just the sort of diet information and that. And then I went to a herbal doctor who gave me, you know, the mental health information. So it's always been, um, Mm. you know, that was over a couple of years to get me at a nice level. And I call this my own like treatment plan. So um, you like taking bits from different experts and And combined it together. Exactly. And I don't doubt there's people out there who just do the mental health or just Mm. do the diet or, you know, do a combination of all three or just do the, you know, the chemotherapy or the topical ointments um, and don't worry about the other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like what works for you. But personally, um, I feel a lot safer not doing anything to like hormone or body altering um, that, you know, I'll be psoriasis free, but I'm happy not to be psoriasis free if it means I don't have to do go down a path like that yeah so Gabby I know that you've discussed personally with me how um, it improved while you were on exchange in Mm -hmm. Edinburgh Um, can you talk us through like a little bit about why you think that affected it so much or impacted it and made it better yeah for sure I guess this was sort of my aha moment to mental health and um, sort of my mind affecting how my psoriasis looks so when I first got accepted I was super excited but then also I felt this like sinking feeling because I was on such a good treatment plan and you know I go to light therapy which is another treatment um Monday Wednesday Friday and I was doing all that so I thought oh wow I'm gonna have to get on a flight and then I was you know going around the UK for a little bit before I was settling into Scotland so I just thought by the time I got there I would be looking like like a jack-o'-lantern like just so flared (laughs) up and red and I'm just so I was really nervous and I remember calling um, dermatologists in Scotland being like, I need an appointment, I have psoriasis. They're like, of course, when you can come in? I'm like, I'm in Australia, like, <laughs> probably in like 14 days. They're like, um, we're not going to treat like, you. No, who is this? Get this girl off the phone. <laughs> How much did you pay in international <laughs> calls? <laughs> A lot, no. Um, so, yeah, I was really nervous and my mum basically just was like, chill out like you'll be fine just take over some strong creams um and then when you get once once you get there figure it out go to the dermatologist and um i'm sure they have light treatment there and and i'm sure that they might they might even have different treatment things like their healthcare is so different didn't expand past like the suburb of norman park but literally (laughs) (laughs) they probably have psoriasis there too so um yeah so i went over and was having, you know, an amazing time, met all these new people. I didn't have a job, so I'd saved up knowing that I wouldn't have to work. Um, Your GPA gets frozen when you go on exchange. So, you know, you could just pass and it wouldn't affect your grade back home. So, you know, uni wasn't really a thing. um, And I was going out. I was drinking probably the most I've, you know, drunk in my Mm. lifetime there. 
and staying up late and everything. And I just did not get a single symptom of psoriasis. It was That's wild. So, it was wild. And I was drinking like Captain Morgan, like the sugary, sugariest, <laughs> most disgusting drink ever. I was like swigging oh it like gosh. water. So it was <laughs> swigging like the water. Yeah. And like out Friday, Saturday, Wednesday, like, you know, there was no. It's just like college lifestyle. Hey. Yeah. And my diet, oh. I was eating everything, eating full cream, everything, and my gut was fine and my skin was fine and yeah, That's so interesting. and it wasn't honestly until I came back because I'm thinking I've cured it. I'm, I'm patient. <laughs> I'm patient zero. Like, <laughs> I have nailed this. Call the press. I'm going to get here. so much money. Um, <laughs> and I came back and fled up straight away in Brisbane oh because mum was like, right, so now you need to, you owe me this much money. Um, you need to get a job again and all this stuff. So obviously, you know, there comes the stress back at you. There comes the stress, yeah. but you know. In this day and age now, it's not like I can quit my job or it's not like yeah. I, I can't do well at certain things. You know, it's just... Can't the, just be like free, Gabby, living <laughs> your life. I might just live off the land. Um, <laughs> but So that for me was a huge aha moment of going, right, um, this is a really big pillar in what I need to focus on. So mm-hmm. obviously as a 25-year-old, you know, saving for a house and, you know, doing all that, build all my hopes and dreams. So I need a job and I need to do well in it. So that's always going to be a stress. So... Um, yeah, so that was a huge moment for me um, in figuring out sort of my treatment plan. Yeah, and now do you think that you're better at the mental health side of it since coming back? Yeah. Like well, obviously it's going to be an ongoing journey, but... Yeah, I think I've just been able to really write down what are my key triggers for that. And, you know, I think everyone, without going too deep into it, you know, everyone, you're human, so you're going to have disturbances Mm -hmm. or you know you're going to be feeling hard done by or or upset in your lifetime it's just silly not to say you're not so I think I internalize a lot of my stress hence why it comes out and it's not just psoriasis I have all these like other sort of kind of body and gut immune related um you know symptoms as well so you know UTIs thrush and all that sort of stuff when I'm down or feeling Mm -hmm. upset so Mm -hmm. maybe I don't get too much of the mental side of it maybe it just comes out and what's happening on my body body. so you know everyone's so different and so I just go okay that's that's what it is um you know I journal a lot and I listen I try and listen to a lot of podcasts that just you know restructure the mind to think about what really is happening and really to appreciate what you have rather than focusing on what you don't have and sort of all that stuff. So, and like, obviously there comes a time, like I fled up last week and I was like on the phone to mum being like, this sucks. Like, (laughs) but you know, at least you can appreciate that that was a moment and then you go, okay, let me think about it. I'm, you know, cycling over the story bridge. I can do this right now. There's a lot of people who can't. There's a lot of people like this and like that. Mm-hmm. I can still walk. I don't live in too much pain all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just how do you restructure it? And that took time as well. Yeah, like rewiring your brain. Totally. Well, rewiring your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what I just said. <laughs> okay, so what inspired you to start Flaky? So flaky was something that honestly I wanted to do since I first uh, discovered I had it when I was 15. And it was probably just because I was trying to educate my friends and they were going, oh, there's no way it's not contagious. I'm like, it's not. Like, I'm going (laughs) to rub it all over you, you freak. Um, But literally, and so I always wanted to spread the word but was probably too self-conscious then. So um, flaky really came to head when I – 
got stood down in March because I was working at Flight Centre in marketing. Go figure. Go COVID. Um, so <laughs> stress level kind of high, yeah. flare up pending. <laughs> um, and so I was sitting at home um, looking for work and just, you know, having more time on my hands and just going, I can probably do this. I work in marketing, so I had a connection who um, created a lot of like graphics and did a lot of the design work for me, which she's great. So I sort of just reached out to her and, you know, she did it all. And then, um, yeah, I just felt the need just to go, okay, there's probably a lot of people in my situation right now dealing, because it's, you know, a global pandemic, so they all all are dealing with it and I'm sure they're flaring up too. Mm. And it was just sort of, I guess, the push I needed. Um, And I'd followed a lot of people up until then already. And so... For me, I really respected how brave they were and it helped me looking at theirs going, oh God, the poor thing, you know, or reading what they were doing treatment wise. And I don't know, I just, I had a few friends throughout the years who, you know, we spoke about, you know, their, maybe their skin stuff, um, dermatitis or eczema and we could all share. So they would always come and ask me what was, what, what was I doing? So I felt like I could provide some benefit as well. So yeah, yeah, support really other people because you value. found support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like it's been growing quite quickly as well. I think like it's very impressive where you're at with it. Like oh, people thanks. obviously enjoying your content. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so do you have, I mean, you've mentioned some in this chat already, but do you have some top tips or products that you would recommend for mm-hmm. other people living with psoriasis? And obviously go follow Flaky for all of her top tips. <laughs> but um. Yeah, yeah, so I would firstly just say it sucks and I'm sorry because, you know, it's hard to accept and it took me better half of 10 years to ex- accept that that was something that I'm having to live with. Um, I think my biggest improvement was knowing, like, that the flare-ups are like the ocean for me. So they go up and down and what flare-up must flare down. So mm-hmm. a flare-up or just having it... Because you wake up in the morning and I just do a quick check of my body just to make sure, like, where we're at. And if it's not looking great, a huge tip that I'd say is literally just go, okay, this is it. This is what what we're going to deal with today. Tomorrow will be better. Mm -hmm. And that really does help because, like I said, stress makes it a lot worse. So you just try your best to reset your mind when you are looking at your skin um, that you know, it's going to get better and you're going to now go on a treatment plan to make it better. So in saying that, you do need to then get some strong steroid cream so so you can feel better about yourself. So yeah. I would suggest combination therapy foam, but I would only suggest to use it when you're flaring up because it is an immune suppressor. So don't use it as your everyday mm. um, because it is it will damage your immune system and then go on uvb light therapy which is essentially um, a narrow band light treatment kind of like solarium but you're standing up it's through the dermatologist so it's completely regulated it you know being in brisbane they're really really strict with how it is you know burning your skin um, uvb as well is not as a strong as the uv rays so you know it's all been tested and that really does suppress the skin cells from reproducing so I think that would be my tips as well but always welcome to dm or reach out and I can share them as well nice so yeah Gabby shares her psoriasis journey on instagram which includes heaps of great resources and her personal views of treatment products if you're listening to this and also have psoriasis or a similar skin condition or would just like to learn more Gabby would love you to join her community we will leave the link to flaky in our episode notes and thank you so much for sharing 
sharing this with us. Like I'm sure anyone with psoriasis will massively relate to your story and it's amazing what you're doing for just the community in general. Alright, so moving on to the single tales of the one and only Gabby Mills. We're so keen to get your perspective on this as Britt and I have both been in relationships for a while now. So, let's go. You Um, spent a lot of your 20s in long-term relationships. Yes. Can you give us a brief rundown of like your relationship history and your Mm -hmm. 20s so far? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, so pretty much summed it up. So, I was in a relationship up until... 2019 and then um so pretty much all up until then so with um two serious boyfriends and then was um in a relationship for 2020 for like eight months but yeah it just wasn't really what I needed because I think I just needed to have time on my own yeah breakups are never easy did you find it challenging getting into a new like daily routine only needing to think about yourself after coming out of such a long-term relationship Oh, totally. And there wasn't a lot of gap between the two. Mm. And I think I'm I'm just like a shocker with You're a breakups. serial relationshiper. Hey. <laughs> I'm a shocker. <laughs> and I emotionally just shut down and I just go, I don't know, I just – I flare up and I'm oh. this like tragic glowing <laughs> beacon of depression and like mum's just like, here we go. And like it's great for the house, clearly. Um, but – yeah, I think I definitely lose myself in relationships, I think, or I usually try and I give a lot. And when I think when you're trying to find the balance and then it's great and then I think maybe then the balance falls off and I feel like I'm always giving a little bit more, that's when it sort of crumbles for me. And maybe, you know, I've had time to kind of look back and think maybe I am thinking that that's an unrealistic thing to want but relationships are such a partnership right so when you suddenly find yourself without that person you know no matter if you had you know the reasons you got there it is always a shock and I always like to think it's it's almost coming off like a drug addiction or something because you have that person there the whole time you're getting so much of their energy and you're putting in so much energy into them and their actions affect you and your actions affect them and then it's almost just severed Mm. so you just are like what in the world is this feeling like where does this leave me now exactly and you're so usually you have so many ties with them that you need to you know cut off yeah I think I wear my heart on my sleeve a lot and I like to always just go you know this is exactly how I'm feeling I never like to leave things up in the air but I think I've had a lot of time to reflect and I just try and make their life as happy as possible because in turn then that would make my life as happy as possible but I can see maybe now I can identify where that doesn't work for that person and where the cracks sort of formed there so it was really challenging getting into a new daily routine because I was like that and Mm. you know their actions were my day-to-day so it's kind of like you're building your life and happiness around their life and happiness exactly and so without them then you're like okay what's my life and happiness what's my daily routine exactly so I mean you said a little bit about how it was like completely like you're severed from this person Mm -hmm. and so some people say that's kind of like a mourning period and Mm. that that's necessary and relationships Mm -hmm. are akin to grief Mm. would you agree with that yeah yes and no actually because I think you definitely need that time to grieve the relationship I think that's healthy and natural um 
but I would say, you know, and, and it actually took me a solid year to grieve my last one. And I think, though, you, you do need a time. And well, I don't think it's a certain date that you need to write in. You just need a time, though, when you go, okay, I need to just move on or I need to acknowledge that that happened, accept it and digest it and then go out into the world with what you've learnt from that. Mm. So I I 100% think a mourning period is so important, but I think it needs to be that a period. And I yeah. think a lot of people are still in some mourning periods or they've maybe dragged out certain things or they, they're allowed – it's hard to say because – I just don't want to offend anyone, but they've allowed themselves maybe to be around that energy to then feel sad for another X amount of time where I think then for, for me personally, there needs to be a definitive time where you just go, okay, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and obviously it depends on the person. It depends on the situation too. Um, but with breakups that I've been through, there's definitely been a time where I've been able just to go, let's put that to bed and I've seen that person and been able to hang out with them like I, I did splendor with an ex yeah. like you know just because we were able mm. just to go we respect each other that was that we're in the same friendship group that's fine but let's just put this to bed mm. yeah and I feel like also depending on the relationship that kind of mourning period is different because like I totally. mean totally yeah because your two long-term relationships there wasn't a very big gap in between then so yeah. obviously the morning was less for that whereas this last one's taken like a more of a year for you to kind yeah, of get totally. through that and then you were also kind of seeing someone through that mourning period so exactly. that would have been an interesting layer yeah on top of it all again yeah Yeah, I was reading something recently from British psychologist Robert Holden and he said that the relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship you have. So self-care is about looking after yourself and your mental health. The relationship that you have with yourself is crucial to your own well-being and to also creating healthy and happy relationships with others. Can you talk to us about how your relationship with yourself has changed since being single? Yeah, 100% I agree with that statement. Um, I've, I've now felt this kind of wave of empowerment being single, which is really great because, you know, it took me a year to feel like this. And it's this, it's this, I think, level of just knowing that my actions and my actions alone are the only ones that are going to trigger a disturbance in me. So obviously, you know, friends and family, they can do things that upset me, but I think I was so involved in who I was with, their actions, or if they, you know, didn't, if they were doing more bad at work or if they were doing this or if they felt, if they had a headache, I would almost feel like I had a headache. Yeah, like you take on those emotions. Totally. And, and I'm not saying you empath. shouldn't, but it's just really nice right now for me to have a break from that because I felt up until, you know, for like five years I've been feeling like that with different people so it's been really nice and I've been able to step back and look even you know going back to flaky look even why flare up so much at you know at other people's actions and going okay how is my mental health and how is my self-care going to now project onto my next relationship Mm. and it's been really great just to do a little bit of deep diving and just to go you know, when I'm feeling lonely or bored, 
kind of like reveling in that feeling mm. because I used to be like, I'm if I feel lonely, I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend or I'm going to do this. Now I'm like, no, I might I might just go and do some resin art or I might just work out or hang I might out go hang myself. out with friends or hang out with mm. myself or read a book. Whereas I was so invested in them making me not feel lonely or them making me not feel bored that it's a lot of pressure on that person. And look, don't get me wrong, they're you know they're usually over or usually just go into a flow with someone, but. I think it's just been really nice to finally feel like I can just be like my most authentic self. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds so like weird to say, no, but good. yeah, that's sort of how I feel right now. And um, yeah, I think that's because of that self-care element. I feel like though being by yourself at this time, I like a lot of people are going to be coupled up in mm-hmm. like either now or in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's like the best time to be selfish and to just do what you want to do mm-hmm. and like be able to have that freedom and flexibility. And you've kind of got like no strings attached. So I know you've been talking yeah. about wanting to go and live overseas or like yeah. d- do all these things. And yeah, I feel like being able to just make those decisions mm-hmm. for you and by yourself is such a good thing. And yeah, like I feel like especially in our 20s before everyone has kids and mm-hmm. um, like I don't know, Britt, you know, have a mortgage and things like that. You can't. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, you just can't make those decisions yeah. um, like as easily. And so if, for yeah. example, Britt or I wanted to go and work overseas, it would have to be a decision between us and our partner. Yeah. And that was literally what happened because I always was gunning to work overseas in London. And I remember, you know, saying to my partner at the time, like, you know, I'm kind of got the itch I know you want to not be in Brisbane Do you, what's our next you know move. yeah what's yeah. our next move I'm really excited by this and I remember he just being you know really just anti doing that and kind of going I want to go like where the surf is and even though I always wanted London I was going okay well where else can we go like I would sacrifice that to go maybe like LA or just do something like that mm. and then you know he just didn't want to do it at all so then that sort of made me feel shit that I wanted to do that with him. He had mm. no intention of doing that to me. And then he goes and signs up to do work in Amsterdam. And I was like, well, there's no freaking surf in Amsterdam, <laughs> is there? So it just was like his actions were so heart-stabbing yeah. towards the end because I was so involved and when you realise that they're not. And so, yeah, to your point, Tess, like I'm so excited just to go, okay, if, if I get a job in Sydney, I can leave like that. Or if I get a job over here, I can leave like that. Don't get me wrong, I think... A certain time where I want to be partnered with someone and it, you know I have met people that I'm sure would love to move to London with me but it's more about how I feel and mm-hmm. it's really empowering knowing I can do that so yeah and yeah, making exactly. that decision for yourself I don't know if you guys remember an interview with Emma Watson in Vogue last year but she explained the anxiety she felt from rearing to the later years of her 20s from subliminal messaging about needing to be in a secure relationship So she explained how it took a long time for her to come to terms with being happily single and she defines herself as self-partnered. Can you like relate to Emma's sentiments about Mm -hmm. societal pressure to find a partner and feeling like you can't be happy if you're single? And we've touched on that a bit Mm -hmm. in uh, one of our previous episodes about pressure as well. Yeah. Uh, Firstly, how good is Emma Watson? Just like side note. Love her. Love her. (sighs) She's so amazing. Um, Yeah, 100%. I think with everyone's, I think and Tess you can probably speak for this because she's in my sort of close friendship group Mm. and maybe you're the same Brit but you know you you definitely get to this sort of turning point 
with age in your mid 20s where now you guys are looking at housing and like I'm saving for a house but like on my own so that's sort of fine but you know we're all kind of getting to the Mm. pointy end of the decision making whereas in 22 23 23 24 Mm. you're still you know not thinking about that right now so we've got time yeah now I'm like there's no time (laughs) right no um so there definitely is an element of pressure I think but I I do agree with her her statement about self-partnered I think that's really empowering and I think if you there's a stigma around looking at people in your late 20s that are single and going oh well they're obviously a nightmare or like oh they're obviously (laughs) what's wrong with them what's wrong with them yeah exactly and I feel like it's slightly changing now but there still is that element so yeah I'm I'm not like too worried or I don't have anxiety that I won't not find someone I I have been getting a little bit anxious with like the whole house hunt on my own vibe and do I have to do this on my own and will I have to fix up the house on my own but also I'm like let's do this like (laughs) yeah let's get the toolbox bring on the challenge yeah yeah (laughs) which I think in turn then that energy will bring on the right person who will want to do that with me so yeah I sort of like to flip it back yeah I think like kind of in our friendship group as well like there were a lot of long-term relationships and I feel like we're kind of at the age where a lot of people are like okay the call yeah made the call like okay are we gonna take this seriously and take the next step like look at houses move in together or are we gonna like call it quits go our own ways if we come back together we do if we don't we don't needless to say there was a purge there was (laughs) of boyfriends (laughs) a lot got cut out but (laughs) who made the cut big big old purge (laughs) but um yeah, I feel like it's like this interesting phase our friendship's going through at the moment yeah. where it's like some people who are just have ended those, made the call, ended yeah. those long-term relationships and others that are like moving forward with yeah. their partners. Yeah. And so it is like, but in saying that, like it, like I was at first looking to buy mm. by myself. So yeah. I know that as well. And yeah. even though I'm in a relationship, yeah, I didn't true. necessarily so think I, I had. Yeah. yeah. Like I said for a long time on my own and then true. when okay. Rocky came along, I was like, oh, Maybe I won't have to do it on my own. But See, like, I'm kind of messed yeah. up where I'm like, no, I need to do this with a partner. No, and so that was like don't. my viewpoint. So it's a completely change. But that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like I you was got like, this. Yeah, you for sure <laughs> got this. Okay, so moving on, how has it been navigating your very best single life at 25? look it's not all (laughs) been cocktails and dinner dates I can tell you that much (laughs) like the only dinner date that I was like so excited to go on he ended up we ended up just getting wasty pants at his place and we (laughs) like wasty pants I love that term we missed the rezzo that's going in the dictionary (laughs) wasty pants honestly though and he's like doing stretches I'm like oh don't we like don't we have a dinner date to go to and he's doing stretches yeah he had like a fucked up shoulder or something I don't know so <laughs> great first impression where did you meet this was guy was he just trying to do like a weird flex type thing like <laughs> look, look at me stretch I, <laughs> I think his shoulder was really sore so he's like just hold that thought and he was like give me a massage literally doing reformer pilates oh and I'm God. like what? I was standing above him being like are we going to okay no. um it's uh, what time <laughs> yeah literally, I went to a house party that night I was like screw him I'm off did oh you go God. with him or no, you like no. See I told ya. him I was going home. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Was this a bumble guy? No, Hinge? no, it's not. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I've I've known him, but I yeah. saw him on Hinge, which I guess is why he then rekindled. Asked me on a okay, yeah. wait. So you've come out of the long term relationship. How yeah. do you, how did you like start talking to people again? And like, how did you meet people? Well, I don't know. You kind of, I guess, like Bumble and Hinge is great yeah. just to like 
figure out in maybe people that you know that are also single and just do the whole ah, ah, want to hang out like fancy <laughs> seeing you, you here <laughs> exactly or, or like, you are oh, what like or even <laughs> like because there's people that i know that i knew who were in relationships so i you know out of like genuine curiosity was like what happened like are you or what's what's in, what's going on in your life right now but yeah i think I like I'm really lucky that two of my closest mates are single as well mm. so this summer we've sort of been going out a lot and um, like we said the purge <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so we've sort of just yeah, done you have someone to go out with like otherwise yeah, you're just in the clubs on your <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how like if one person's single in a group of couples like how they can do it hey so I was quite lucky in that regard so yeah I mean just probably like bumble and hinge and then just flirting wise like I always just go up and be like what yeah, are you did drinking? you remember like yeah. what's your pickup line well there's no like pickup line but I always think I always do really well by being like oh like what are you drinking oh that's cool <laughs> do you want to go to the bar sweet do you want to buy me one of those <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I always try and buy and then they're like oh love her she's she's not down for my wallet and I'm Gabby like, yeah, dropping also. her tips yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. and then also like when there's like a certain part of the night and I'm like a criminal offender of this you just have to like shimmy up on the dance floor <laughs> and like see what happens <laughs> it's kind of like a 50 50 at that <laughs> you just like pick your victim being like you are getting a shimmy <laughs> target acquired I feel like you're so good at that I'm so shy I could never I'm imagining with you like you know those like night mm. vision goggles in the club and it's like, like full Terminator, Terminator like, like <laughs> beep, 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 and it's like level of drink like <laughs> target acquired beer goggles 10 like <laughs> I feel like I'd love to like strap a GoPro to you uh, like oh, on a don't. night out and just Ooh, see what happens oh, oh my god no don't okay so I feel like what is your funniest dating story then so when I was in Edinburgh I was talking to this guy it was like all good and he was from South Africa I was like yes nice accent and then I'm like oh come back to my dorm like it's all good whatever and then I don't know like halfway through like we weren't like doing anything yet but we were just like chilling talking I had a shower I think he had a doing shower doing anything I just love that <laughs> so guys we weren't doing anything <laughs> yet we, all not listened. <laughs> we were just Netflix and chilling okay no, we're chatting, doing some reformer Pilates <laughs> keep going sorry okay team um no so we'll just chill and chatting and then I don't know I think I kind of just came to him was like I do not want this anymore like you got I the got, ick I got the ick and I think he was like not even that attractive in the end and all this stuff like you the had light. the drunk goggles on yeah and like it's a dark club like and there's a dark walk home and everything's dark and then there was a fluorescent light so I'm like everything's not dark anymore so then I was like okay like sorry I'm actually really tired you know doing the whole like really nice one like, oh, I can't go again. I'll get up. Oh, can you leave me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, no, I really don't want to go. I'm camping. And I was like, wait, what? You're camping? Like, Edinburgh's not a camping, like, place. It's, like, concrete and there's hostels. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's not like it's, bushland. It's a medieval town. Like, yeah. it's just weird that he was camping. Like, where? A field? Like, I just, I just don't know. In and a meadow. <laughs> yeah, like a stadium. Like, and then... um so I'm like, no, he's like, no, no, I really don't want to go. It's really cold outside. And I was like, well, yeah, it's freaking Scotland. And I'm like, no, you got to go. Like, I really don't want you here. Leave. And he's like, no, and I'm like, leave. <laughs> and then he, he grabs the sides of my bed, like my 
double mattress and I've grabbed his foot and I've got <laughs> one leg up on the bed being like, leg! And he's like, no, I want a place to stay tonight. And I was like, you can sleep on the couch if that's the case. And he's like, no. Oh and then God. I'm like, right. So then I like leave. I get like my best friend there. Like we've got an issue. She's, she just <laughs> I can't leaps, get rid of this she boy. She wakes up, puts on this gown, and's like, right, where is he? And so she's got the other leg, and eventually oh we we pulled him up, and I've just like shoved him out, like slammed the door, and he's like, I can hear him like yelling, you know, and they're just like, nah, 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 and I'm just like, <laughs> open the door, like go. Like, <laughs> this is like especially door. impressive considering Gabby is not a large human. Like oh, yeah. she's, she's <laughs> very like, little. Squirrel monkey the shit out of that. Hey, there was like one foot on the bed one on the desk I'm like pulling all my weight such a good oh mental image <laughs> oh my goodness that is like Tragic. kind of creepy Tragic. but like who doesn't go <laughs> but also it's like not like he was like trying to stay because he wanted to get lucky he like just wanted somewhere to sleep <laughs> he was in the cold I was like there's I was like I will give you a list of hostels like <laughs> if you need help with this just like, sleep in the hallway of the yeah, dorm like, I but at one stage stuff. I was like why don't you want me to leave like I actually thought he's gonna like end up like making me a lampshade or something oh I'm my god yeah. My life. <laughs> That's so I funny. Actually, I probably would have been really terrified. I think I would have just yeah. screamed until well, someone came to help well, me. Well, I, I was like yelling yeah. leave pretty hard out. but <laughs> He didn't get the message. Didn't get the hint. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> I just love that he was yelling no back to <laughs> <laughs> See, like, this would have been a perfect GoPro night. Why didn't you have a GoPro yeah, strapped here? <laughs> sorry. All right. Let's get it on. <laughs> so with all of this being said, mm. all of the single tales of Gabby, <laughs> what's one piece of advice you'd give someone who's dealing with a breakup and discovering their single identity in their 20s? Um, well, I think firstly, I'd just, again, just say sorry, because breakups are shit and there's no beating around the bush there. But nope. I think as well, just, I always thought that I was always going to feel this way. And when you're fresh, you know, in a breakup or even when you're not so fresh, but when you're still missing that person and haven't, you know, been able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, it feels like you're going to be in that moment forever. And it's really hard just to go, this isn't you know, like realistically, this isn't how it's going to be. And I always like to think as humans, if you just strip it back, take all the emotion out of it, just humans themselves, we're very quick to forget things and memories. And like actual question back to you girls, try and remember every single day of 2014 2014. or like 2016. Or even moments mm. in 2017 or even 2009. Like you actually, like you, no. can, you can probably remember big things that happened or oh, in 2009 I did this or I won this or whatever. But you actually don't remember, oh, on this day I felt really this bad because of this mm. friend or this boyfriend. So just think about that and know in time will actually heal because mm. you will forget. <laughs> it's sad, but you will. Mm. You're, you're yeah. not wired to remember everything. You've got so much going on in your life right now. You don't need to keep rereading the old chapters mm. and you will feel better as time goes on. So that's kind of what I've had to say. And I think it's really uh, important to look at it like that as well. That would be my like best piece of advice. All right, it's time. Mm -hmm. So we're going to end with the first, but in this case, the last question that we ask all of our guests, what is an adulting win or adulting fail from your week? Okay, well, big it's time. It's better be good because you made us <laughs> wait till the very end. All of the listeners have just been waiting for this one. <laughs> As if they didn't just skip. Guys, come on. Um, 
yeah, big suspense and not a shocker, but it's a fail, obviously, <laughs> my life. Um, <laughs> but essentially, it kind of combines psoriasis and single a single tail. So nice. I've got my nipple pierced, and um, I think like. I, I don't know. I got it because I w- like was single and was like, screw it. I need to do something kind of crazy and whatever. I think like, yeah. And I think when like you're with a guy, they look at it and they go like, oh, she's obviously now on a level of like kinky that like <laughs> is like what I want. And I think it just sets like a false advertising. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was getting to this guy and he, oh, and then side note as well because of how lucky I am, I've started to flare up around my nipple as well. So I've got these like two little patches under where my nipple piercing is. So anyway, I'm getting with this guy and whatever. And then he's like, oh, did I do that? And like looks at the the, (laughs) flakes, at the the bite. And then, and I'm like, (laughs) the bite. Oh no, no. Like he looks at it. It looks like a flake. And then he's like, did I do that? Did I bite you? And I'm like, okay. Like what? What can I say? <laughs> I have a split decision to even explain Your what an whole. autoimmune disease is and psoriasis really ruin the mood. <laughs> or I could just commit to this and pretend that I'm like into him, like biting the nipple. <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah, you did it. I love it." And he's like, "Oh, do you want me to do it again?" I'm like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> and then he just really hurts, and I was like, "Ow, it sucks." And then at the same time, I'm like, I should just explain that I have an autoimmune disease, but. <laughs> fuck instant like shrivel on I'm like oh my god I hate my life <laughs> anyway so that's that's the fail <laughs> oh like gosh. just not knowing what to say did he do any further damage yeah I had to get like a <laughs> oh spray gosh. because it like got infected oh it was so bad oh my god I gosh. hate him I'm never speaking to him again <laughs> that is too good that's <laughs> so funny <laughs> I feel like that might just be the best fail you've I know. had I I mean yeah like that would have been such a hard situation to be in like like split decision split decision oh like do you want me to do that Um, not at all but okay go ahead (laughs) like like how much time do we have to explain this okay not long so in hindsight I should have just been like I'll do it to you or like just (laughs) flip it over but no next time it happens you can use that one (laughs) no now I've learned now I'm definitely like it's an autoimmune disease called psoriasis how much time do we have (laughs) do you want to take notes I've got a notepad here (laughs) here's a pamphlet (laughs) I've had them for years when your friends like bedside table blow the dust off I've well had it for years. now you can just be like um just follow me on flaky you'll get all of the oh, info yeah. there no i don't want them running for the hills no i've no, well, that's they the thing. like i remember i t- chatted to my sister the other day and she was saying like is flaky a bit intense to put on your instagram like do you think boys will get a bit scared from it and i'm just like well no if they're not going to if they're going to think it's weird, then already I've vetted yeah. them as like people that I just don't want to be around. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. If they do the prior research, then it saves a whole lot of like awkward oh, yeah. small talk, <laughs> yeah. like explaining in a moment when so, you could just get on with it, right? So I'm just getting with a guy and he's like, oh, flaky. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, it's okay. I've, I've read about this. Yeah. We're good to go. He's like, where's <laughs> going on? Where's the combination therapy foam? I'll get it. I'm like, Whoa. Whoa. Maybe they'll have listened to this chat. I might and they have can to bend like, the knee if that's the case. 
well, exactly. Like, why would you want someone who isn't going to accept you for all of your flakes? Exactly. Get rid of them. Flakes no. and all. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being guests on our podcast today, oh, Gals. You're it's welcome. It's been such a delight. Thank you for having me, girls. Yeah, we um, love the positivity and support you're bringing to the Sarai's community and oh, can't wait you. to see what the rest of your 20s bring. Oh, and, guys, you can go and follow Gabby on her personal account at Gabby Mills or on her Sarai's journey at Flaky and we'll link it all in the show notes so you can go hit her up. And finally, let's talk Adulting 101, our weekly resource or recommendation that we found helpful in navigating our 20s. Britt, what have you got for me this week? Okay, I am recommending an Instagram account called at shit you should care about. I love this account. (laughs) I also follow it. Yeah, so their bio reads helping you give a shit. They basically break down complex concepts so that they're easy to get your head around. For example, what is an impeachment or what like important laws or bills actually mean for the everyday person. Um, A lot of it is political, which I find quite interesting um, because, yeah, a lot of the time I feel like the mainstream media doesn't actually explain what's happening or why things are important. Um, I'll share a few of my recent faves on the Blooming Story this week so you can see what I mean. Also, can I just mention one of my favourite parts of this account, which is like not as important at all as what you're talking about, but they just have a sprinkle of Harry Styles like put in there. Like whoever runs the account loves Harry Styles. Who doesn't love Harry Styles? Yeah, and so it's always just like a good pick-me-up because some of the topics can be like quite heavy. Mm, Yeah, no, they definitely break it up with stuff that you can relate to. So there was one recent post um, and it said, what is something normal before COVID that now you can't believe we ever did? And oh my God, reading the comments was a wild ride. I love this. (laughs) For example, blowing out candles on a birthday cake and then everyone (laughs) eating it. Um, Sharing drinks, um, the little bowls of peanuts in bars, um, people licking their fingers before turning pages um and hello makeup testers like I've got one myself like I don't know if anyone did f45 but like the high-fiving at the end of a workout like all of these are a big no-no now yeah I I think about this all the time I get have gotten to the point where if I'm watching like Netflix or something and people in movies do these things (laughs) or like hug each other I'm like stop you're supposed to be social distancing what are you doing and then I'm like oh wait no it's okay it's okay. <laughs> this is pre-COVID, right? <laughs> In the comments feed, I was literally that emoji with the mind exploding out of its head. Um, it's weird to think whether things will go back to this, you know, inverted commas normal. Um, and like, do we even want them to? Well, yeah, now we think about it, it's pretty gross that we blew out candles and then ate people's spit. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyways, I do love the content. Um, if it sounds like your vibe, they also have a book club and a podcast now too. So... Yes, but what about you, Tessa? What have you got for me this week? So my Adulting 101 recommendation actually comes from, I guess, another fail this week. I'm just all about the fails. Um, So the skin on my face has been super irritated and rashy lately. It's been really cute. So I've been pouring (laughs) the Summer Fridays jet lag mask on it. Pouring. Yeah, like (laughs) pouring it, like slathering it on, um, which is supposed to actually help with irritation. It's one of the reasons that I bought it because it's supposed to be good for eczema skin, Mm. which I have. Um, So anyway, long story short, this product has had a manufacturing issue that meant it was actually causing irritation. So what a wild ride. That's a vibe. So like, I love this product when it works. Don't get me wrong, but it was just like obviously a bad batch. Yeah. So 
The product that I'm actually going to recommend has been an absolute dream for my irritation and has already calmed my skin down so much. So it's the go-to skincare face hero. Mm-hmm. Another amazing thing done by our favorite, Zoe Foster Blake. So it's like a lightweight facial oil because I don't like anything too heavy on my face. So yeah, lightweight. It hydrates, soothes, revitalizes and protects your face. Love Not all of those adjectives. But, you know, <laughs> Yes, that's direct from their website, just so you know. <laughs> so it wasn't me this time who popped, <laughs> popped all the adjectives in. So yeah, that's like exactly what I've needed. So I've actually been using this product for ages, like two or three years, but it's um yeah definitely been a lifesaver in this instance. I also, here's a little top trick. I also swap my sunscreen out for this oil to pop under my foundation if I'm going out at night. So it just like creates a really great glowy base and it helps my dry skin like not absorb the, all the foundation. Like sometimes I get patches because my skin's so dry it absorbs the foundation. That sounds disgusting. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, don't be scared of it. If you have oily skin, it suits all skin types. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blooming. If you are enjoying our little podcast baby, please let us know by hitting the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. And if you really love us, please leave a rating or review. We are so grateful for the feedback and it helps to keep building our little blooming community. And also please come find us on Instagram at blooming.podcast and remember to DM us. We want to hear your thoughts on this episode and what topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. And if you know of anyone with an amazing story from their 20s or someone in their 20s doing amazing things, send them our way because we'd love to chat to them. Chat next week, buds. Bye. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Get your shit together. So my adulting 101 recommend... (laughs) I'm like a man. So. Oh no!